You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. I'm your host, KC, and welcome to this amazing episode of the Sega Lounge. It's a great show, if especially if you're a fan of Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs. I know there are a few of you who are not familiar with this show, so maybe take this opportunity as a way of uh, getting to know more about this uh, 90s animated series. Also, get this chance to know uh, more about the game the upcoming game for the Dreamcast and other platforms but uh, Dreamcast game as well uh, that we'll be talking about later during the interview with Chris Straub who is developing uh, this game Stable Rider and the Star Sheriffs uh, so yeah, join us on Discord for the show, radiose.ga/discord for some discussion, some uh, chat and banter as per usual. Also, tweet at Radio Sega. Use the hashtag the Sega Lounge if you want to, you know, send us a tweet, shout out, uh, you know, maybe an opinion, a comment, anything at Radio Sega hashtag the Sega Lounge. Uh, we've got a great show for you guys. We've got. Uh, the return of Newsdesk this week and also another edition of Memories of Sega. So, you know, without further ado, we've been without news for the past week or two. And so it's time to bring back Mr. Shedded with Newsdesk getting us up to speed with all that's new in the world of Sega. Newsdesk. Hello one and all and welcome to the SEGA News Desk. We had a two-week absence again. Of course, this is obviously because of the belated birthday to KC. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Nevertheless, we're still gonna give you the best in SEGA content and news. This week, though, there's more corporate news than mostly game news, but we'll still go for the announcements that have been revealed. Endless Space 2 has released on Steam last week, and building up to its release, Sega and Amplitude Studios have revealed the last of the 4X trailers. This one related to the extermination of all who opposes the player. The game is available right now for Windows and Mac OS. During the course of last week, Sega has been in the middle of changes. Starting with a new amazing Sega corporate identity, as well as planning the reviving major IPs, at least according to a Road 2020 business presentation for the fiscal year that ended on March 31st. While we are getting new changes at Sega, some of them are unfortunate. Sega of Europe has announced that the acting COO and President Jürgen Post is stepping down after being with Sega for over 10 years. He was responsible for streamlining the business operations in 2012, which saw the company closing the European offices and doubling down on a new pillow structure, consisted of Creative Assembly, Sports Interactive, Alien and the Sonic the Hedgehog series. 
There's currently no news on what Post will do next, but he's leaving Sega of Europe in the capable hands of John Ward, SOE's CFO, until a new replacement is found. But in lighter news, Sega of Europe has also announced the promotion of James Shaw to Vice President of Digital Business from his previous post as the Director of Digital Distribution, where he increased Sega's digital business success across consoles and PCs. In this position, James Shaw will work with a growing number of third-party studios to launch Sega's upcoming catalogue of digital titles. Now that most corporate news are done, hopefully KC doesn't need restructuring. Maybe. Probably? I'm not sure. Here's the updates from previously announced and or released games. Wow, Persona 5 back at it again with the feature! This time, according to a source in NeoGAF, Persona 5 has sold over 450,000 units, both digital and retail, in North America during the month of April. This not only makes Atlas's best debut to date, this also became one of the best Sega-owned franchises debut in the American market. Good stuff! Total Warhammer 2 has unleashed the Lizardmen. In its newest thriller, the first in Engine 1 2, the Lizardmen are one of the four playable races in the game, hailing from the dense jungles of Lustria, and are considered protectors of the world. The Lizardmen will be playable at this year's E3. Sonic got some news while we were away. For starters, we got another look at Sonic Mania and Flying Battery Zone, where they showcased a little more of the level with Knuckles. Not only that, but Sonic Forces revealed its third playable character. Um, am I reading this correctly? What is this, Simeon? <sighs> yes, you can play as your own custom character in Sonic Forces, and you can choose from one of the seven animal types, each with very special abilities. Sonic Forces and Mania will both be available at E3 this year. Atrian Odyssey is celebrating its 10th anniversary. During its birthday livestream celebration, a second trailer for Etrian Mystery Dungeon 2 has been released, as well as 15 minutes of gameplay. Etrian Mystery Dungeon 2 will be released on the 3DS in Japan on the 31st of August. We have mostly Mega Drive content in this week's extras. A dev team led by Marcel J. Dehan have created a system that's running on the Mega Drive Model 2 hardware and was built into a 1987 Octoburner machine. A Sega sign, if you will. I'm really so sorry for this pun. Dubbed Omega Drive, this has all inputs you can find. SCART, VGA, RGB, Composite and HDMI, while outputting every signal through HDMI. And it supports Mega Drive cards from any region. An interesting project, especially from someone who spent his time using a Raspberry Pi as an arcade. I'm to blame for that. There's a new Genesis album coming out this year. No, it's not the Phil Collins one, don't get your hopes up. Catskull Electronics slash YM2017 are planning a compilation album composed of nothing but the sound chip in the Mega Drive console. Deadline is until the end of June, the album's final release is in early August, and more details and sign-ups are available at YM2017.com. To finish off on a dreamy note, there's another unreleased Dreamcast game in the wild. This time it's Zero Adventure 3. According to Reddit user Wonderbread V2, a pre-production GD-ROM disc was found at the garage sale, and despite the game being released on PC, this particular version was never publicly announced and is dated to August of 2000, which is the development timeline for the original Zero Adventure 3. 
And that's it for the news this week. I've been Shadid, and you can follow me on Twitter at DarkmanPT and on Twitch on Darkman underscore. See you all soon. That was Shadid with the News Desk, right here on Radio Sega's The Sega Lounge. And while I'm not in need of some restructuring myself, Maybe I need to restructure uh, the way we do the news around here. Maybe we need someone else. <laughs> After that joke. Yes. Thank you, Shedded, for uh, your input on the week's news. Uh, Shedded will be back next week with another edition of uh, News Desk, bringing you up to speed on what's been going on in the world of Sega and Atlas and the Sega community as well. So, yeah. Uh, we've got a great show for you guys tonight. We have an interview with Chris Straub coming up very, very shortly. We've also got music from the Saber Rider and the Star Sheriff series throughout the show. So if you were a fan or even if you're not a fan and you're curious about that, uh, you know, enjoy the great soundtrack that it had. Uh, and it'll, you know, put you in the mood for uh, the interview with Chris Straub coming up right after this so i'm pc this is the sega lounge stay tuned the interview is coming right after this
This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega and we're here with a very special guest. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Sega Lounge, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the How Sega Lounge. I'm great. What about you? Well, I'm fine too. Thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. So, Chris, um, you're here because you're working on uh, a new game. Uh, that's what we'll... we'll talk about in a, in a bit but before we, we start would you like to introduce yourself a little bit tell us who you are what you're working on etc yeah uh, my name is Chris Strauss uh, I'm from Germany and uh, yeah I'm uh, 36 years old and I'm a huge video game fan <laughs> so uh, yeah I was a huge game fan when I was very young already um, I started with Atari 2600, for example, and uh, with uh, Sega, with Nintendo. And um, yeah, my first system was a Super Nintendo with uh, Street Fighter 2. And uh, my brother got uh, Turtles in Time, so we had very great games. <laughs> And uh, yeah, this was the moment when when I was really uh, hooked to video games, and uh, I always wanted to do something in the video game business, you know. And um, when I got the chance, um, I started at Nintendo of Europe, and yeah, I worked there for like six years, mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, then I left Nintendo because I wanted to do my own games and well I did yeah. to some degree <laughs> I released <laughs> several games for Nintendo DS um, yeah I mean Nintendo DS was a lot of casual games you know mm -hmm. casual area um, uh, yeah then I released the last game on Nintendo DS was uh, Legend of K and then later I moved to um, uh, Nintendo 3DS we did a few games for it uh, mostly puzzle games and yeah well then uh, I came back to my old project Saber Rider and uh, yeah that's what we want to talk today yeah mm -hmm. uh, Saber Rider <laughs> uh -huh. okay so be before we get into Saber Rider um, so you mentioned you were a big video game fan growing up right so you have any like favorite games games that you perhaps still play today or you remember <laughs> fondly 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I've actually a lot of uh, favorite games. Um, I played a lot of Super Nintendo. I like the Donkey Kong games, uh, Donkey Kong Country games, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario, all the Super Mario games, for example, are very great. Um, there are many nice uh, shooters, for example, and all that stuff. So I don't have a real favorite. There are many games, uh, many games. They are so good, so I don't pick a favorite. Okay. okay. Um, later, I went to Nintendo 64, and I still like and play Nintendo 64 games. A lot of people probably would say why. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I still like it, so and I, I also. I also play uh, Dreamcast uh, on a regular basis when I have the time. So I like the racing games. Uh, Daytona, for example, is very cool. Great. And all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, I played a lot of Fantasy Star Online. Mm-hmm. Also, very great stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, do you consider yourself to be a, a retro game fan? Oh, yeah. I am. I like pixels. <laughs> I really like pixels. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, um, I, I I play a lot of games, but I do not play a lot of uh, current games. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I I don't even have a, a Xbox One or a PS4, for example. Okay. So far, so far, I don't know. I have so many stuff to play and not enough time so <laughs> it makes no sense for me to, to get a, a, the current systems yeah, uh, yeah. you know I have an Xbox 360 here with a lot of retro games from the store mm-hmm. uh, R-Type for example or Doom Doom 2 Wolfenstein 3D all that stuff all uh, old games you know it's uh, almost the only real new game I played on the Xbox was uh, Red Dead Redemption it was great but uh, you know I always go back to the old games (laughs) (laughs) a true retro fan then yeah Yeah. you should get the switch though yeah, I want. Yeah. The, the, I, the switch I, I, looks like it's it could be a system that houses many retro, uh, you know, retro like games. Maybe and even maybe some retro games. They have the Neo Geo classics coming, you know, every yeah, I, like I, one or two. I, saw, I, I read about it and uh, I, I really want a, a switch, but right now I am a little bit out of cash. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Priorities, priorities. Yeah, that's right. But uh, <laughs> I look forward because um, you know I was working for Nintendo. I'm a huge Nintendo fan. Mm-hmm. I, I basically had all systems from Nintendo except the Wii U. I never wanted to buy the Wii U <laughs> because it was never interesting for me. It just was uh, something like uh, uh, shitty name. <laughs> just the updated thing. I don't know. It was. I don't know. But the switch is different. I think the switch is really cool. Yeah. So yeah. this one, I re- I really want to buy it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a great console. Let's hope they can yeah. keep keep putting out the games to to back it because it's it's a great concept and uh, it's it's a really cool console. Um, okay, so Chris, um, that's great. You, you talked about your your history with video games. So let's start. Talk a bit about when you started, uh, you know, developing or working on video game projects. So, how did that happen? Was that something that you like uh, when you grew up, 
when you were growing up, you you thought, oh, I'm gonna make games when I'm older. Uh, not really, because I'm, I'm I was born in the in East Germany, and uh, East Germany didn't had didn't had video games for a long time before mm -hmm. before the. I mean, we were separated, so and yeah. I mean, there was a video game arcade system in in, in, in East Germany. It was called Polyblade, and I really played it when I was very young. So this was actually my first uh, my first meeting with the video games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But uh, ap apart from that, there was nothing else in, in East Germany with video games. So when Uh, in, in, in the in, in the 90s, uh, you know, I said uh, my first system was the Super Nintendo. Yeah. And uh, but I never, I, I never was thinking, oh great, I'm going to do some video games when I'm growing up because this was somehow not in my mind. I was just on oh, cool video games, let's play. So. <laughs> And um, but later, uh, I was. I became 18 and um, Nintendo of Europe was looking for people so and I was applying for that and to my surprise uh, yeah, they, they took me and I was working for them and uh, during that time I was starting to think about why not do own games or what can what can we do or you know This was the time when I started to think about such stuff, and uh, this was also the time when I started to think about uh, Saber Rider mm -hmm. uh, to do a game for. Because uh, you know, I was a video game fan, uh, many series as kids, uh, um, TV series like Saber Rider or other other stuff. Um, they always had the German name, so if I mention them. But <laughs> you will know what I mean. So, but it, uh, I, I, it, it was a lot of stuff uh, which was also playing in, in other countries too. So, uh, like Mila, you know Mila, the the, the, the girl with the, the, the with the ball playing. Actually, the, I don't the, think so. I don't think so. You know, I, I have, I have, a, I, I have a feeling that the problem here is. Uh, In Germany, you always had, uh, you know, German voices with the, the, the cartoons yes. and animations, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. What, what happened in Portugal? Uh, now, now it's not like that. Now we have Portuguese voices and everything. But when I was growing up in Portugal, we had the original voices. Uh, no matter what the, the where the cartoon was from, if we had a, a German cartoon, it, we'd have the German voices. If we okay. had a Japanese cartoon, we'd have Japanese voices. So, and we'd have uh, subtitles. So, subtitles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's why we we look at the titles of uh, or the names of games and uh, uh, cartoon series and movies, and we recognize them because we we're used to looking at the original titles. You know. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so that's why we yeah. we don't really have much problem identifying. Uh, you know the, the original titles because we we used yeah, to, but to it's, watch but them. It's, but it's true that mm -hmm. we had uh, all always in German. The, the, it was always dubbed. So, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, this was also the case with uh, Saber Rider. And uh, I think the, the German dub uh, was also one of the reasons why this uh, why Saber Rider was so popular in Germany mm -hmm. because uh, the. The voice actors—they had some. They took some 
creative freedom, let's say it that way. <laughs> you know, and uh, I mean, the the dialogues are, is, I mean, they still tell the same story. I mean, it's, they, they, they do not alter the story in any way, but you know, they, they made the dialogue some kind of more funny and uh, like like they like they did with uh, Bud Spencer and Terence Hill, for example. It was yeah. the same thing. <laughs> uh, funny dialogues and extra funny, you know, and it worked very well with uh, with Bud Spencer and Terence Hill, and it worked very well with Saber Rider and made it very popular. Mm. And a lot of uh, of these voice actors are quite famous today. And uh, one guy, for example, it's uh, Christian Tramitz. Uh, he is also uh, in cinema. So the, uh, the voice of Colt, apparently, yes, according yes, to the Kickstarter right. page. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Um, and uh, this makes the um, that makes it quite exciting, you know. Um, uh -huh. the, the guy, the, the guy who was who was the. The German voice for Homer Simpson, for example, was one part of uh, the Saber Rider cast, the German one. Mm -hmm. uh, he passed away, so yeah, that's um, unfortunate. Yeah. He was a real great guy. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So let's let's talk a bit about Saber Rider. So obviously, you know, uh, just by hearing you talk about this, uh, you obviously are a big fan of Saber Rider in the Star Sheriffs, right? So yeah, obviously a big, <laughs> a big fan. Um, and so, how did this happen? How did you have the idea? Uh, you know, so apparently a, few, a, a, a long time ago, right? So a few years ago, um, how did you have the idea of making a game about Saber Rider? Uh, you know, when when I was uh, when I started to think about uh, making games in general and about what to do. So, and uh, then I just went back uh, in my memories and, uh, okay, there was this uh, awesome uh, anime in, in TV and there was never a game for it. So, I mean, uh, as a child, I was always thinking, oh, why is there no Saber Rider game for the Super Nintendo? It's true. <laughs> and um, at this age, uh, I had no knowledge about that stuff, so I didn't. I just asked why it's not there, not knowing that it won't happen. It won't ever happen because uh, of this and this and this. So, anyway, um, but, but that's actually a good point. That's that's actually there were many games based on on animated series back in the nineties, yes. and and no Saber Rider or no Voltron as as well. Yeah, you know yeah. the thing is, uh, the, 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 this is. Um, Saber Rider, for example, in Japan, in Japan there is no Saber Rider. There is also no Voltron in, in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, the, 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 both series are based on uh, Japanese animes, of course, mm -hmm. and they had other names. Um, I don't know right now what was the real name for Voltron, but I know the real name for Saber Rider was Sayushi Bismarck. Mm -hmm. so, and um, there was a well, there is a company in, in, in the US called uh, World Event Productions, and they bought the rights to these shows in the eighties, in the maybe. So, yeah, apparently I, I'm reading off the, the your Kickstarter page, and it says uh, 1984. Yeah, the yeah. No, the, the animation um, was made by Studio Piero in 1984, 
Right. And in 1986, World Events Productions reworked the series for the US market. That's what it says right, here on right. the page. <laughs> yes. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, and they took the they took the shows and uh, of course removed the Japanese dialogues and they also rewrote parts of the of the script and recut several uh, episodes completely. They even left uh, a few episodes out of the show completely because um, of problems with violence and also with uh, copyright uh, issues mm -hmm. um, because there were two droids similar looking to uh, 3CPO and uh, R2D2 <laughs> so it was cut um, uh, but the, 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 they, they changed also the, 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 the tone of the whole thing basically the original anime from Japan the, the, the Bismarck Uh, is, is is darker and is uh, it's not that much fun, not so funny because um, in, in in this series the, the the enemies are really evil in, in, in like they killing people for example in the in the US version in Saber Rider uh, it, it's never mentioned that people are get killed they, yeah. they even go as far and say that the blasters are on stun you know but it, it makes no sense and uh, they also cut a lot of violence out of the show uh, there were there's a lot of blood and there uh, are people dying and it, it, I mean it's it's quite uh, violent and for kids I think it was uh, really too much but today as a grown up well <laughs> you see it in, in, in every other movie the same. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, this is also one reason I, I keep some kind of this violence in the game. This is my, my create, creative freedom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's, uh, you know it's, it's a little bit like Saber Rider Uncut, the game. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, you, you thought, okay, I want a, a Saber Rider game and no one else is doing it, so I'm just gonna right. have to do it myself. Right. Yeah. So this how, how did something you, like that? Uh -huh. so how did how did you um, how were you able to get the rights to do the game or how did that uh, go? Yeah. Uh, in in 2004 or something like that, um, a company in Germany was releasing the, the Saber Rider TV show on DVD mm -hmm. and. Um, You know, I, I tried to. Uh, I contacted this this company and asked, uh, um, talked about the video game idea in general. They think about it and so on. And yeah, well, it turned out that uh, they they had only the rights for selling uh, Saber Rider on DVD and now on Blu-ray, but uh, they have nothing to do with video games at all and have also no rights for that. So. Uh, They set me up with the, the guys from World Events Productions, and uh, well, I started with them the dialogue in 2004 or five, something like that. And it took quite some long time until something really happened with that, uh, with that uh, Saber Rider stuff. Okay, and so back in uh, when was this? Uh, 2015, when you the Kickstarter, yeah. The, uh, went to Kickstarter for 
for help for for people you know to pledge for for this game um why kickstarter why did you think this would be a good way to get funding for the game um you know the i'm i'm i'm, I'm on this project a long time i tried to secure uh, funds by working with publishers i mean in 2005 and a little bit later all the games were published or were developed uh, by developers of course uh, but financed by publishers so and i tried to find a publisher for sale for the cyber rider idea but this was mm, not working out mm -hmm. but um, i didn't want to uh, well i didn't want to give up so easily and uh, i was looking for opportunities how to still make the game a reality and um, well at some point um, there was this kickstarter i mean this was in uh, 2011 i think it was brand new and it was only for uh, us uh, people so somebody from europe was not able to do a project there and um, you know we had uh, we had also a smaller funding in 2011 it mm. was called bling in germany it was a it was a german um, form and it was completely in german the text everything so um, the, the campaign we did there was also aimed at the German-speaking uh, fan Audience. base. Yeah, fan base. And um, we, we, we looked for, we tried to fund 10,000 euros uh, in order to uh, get the project going, uh, building material and so on and so on, and uh, also and, and show it to publishers because um, when I tried to get a publisher in 2005, I had only my design document with my ideas on, on the paper. But this was not enough. They always want a prototype of some type, uh, a prototype of something. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that. Um, so in 2011, we, we, we did this uh, small campaign. Uh, we asked for 10,000 euro. Um, the campaign ends with uh, 15,000. Yeah. And it was uh, we reached the goal very fast. Um, one one reason to do this uh, to do this uh, uh, campaign was also to see uh, how much Sable Rider fans or how many Sable Rider fans are still there. You know, I mean, uh, does it make sense to even do such a project uh, if there's nobody who's buying it or wants it? So, but the campaign was very very fast, and uh, we got this money. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we did uh, we did um, a lot of material and a prototype. Back then, it was still in 3D. Um, but uh, it turned out that the, the 3D version was well. It would have been incredibly expensive to finish this project. I sure. mean, we're talking yeah. about a couple of uh, hundred thousands of euros. Uh, I think it was. 650,000 euros, something like that, would have been needed in order to create a 3D version. And the thing is, if you start with 3D, a lot of people have high expectations of 3D. They always refer to AAA games. Yeah. And uh, your, your small game with a thousand times less budget than this, uh, 
should look the same and the, you know this was just not working out and um, yeah that was why I changed the whole project to uh, 2D Wadro and um, and yeah. it it kind of makes sense as well, right? So we're talking yeah, about a, I mean, the, the, an IP the, the from show. the '80s, right? So it, right, it's, yeah. retro games are are now like you know the, the new trend. Everyone wants to make retro games, and people are interested in playing retro games. So it kind of makes sense that yeah. Saber Rider the, is a 2D I, game. I, that, that's right, and the, you know, since we're talking about the Saber Rider IP, I, I thought why? I mean, doing Raidware is cool, but we can do kind of real retro. We're using a real old show and turn it into a, a game uh, with the looks from, well, from the, the 90s, you know, mm -hmm. in, in nice pixel art and all that stuff. And I think um, this uh, brings back the most feelings from for, for those people, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so too. It makes sense. Okay, so um, we've been, we've been talking for a little while now, uh, Chris. So I think we'll we'll just take a quick music break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, Saber Rider in the Starshare, which is a video game. What we can expect <laughs> from it, and also how people can uh, pre-order it, uh, actually try it right now as well. We'll talk about that uh, when we come back, and so stick around. Stay tuned to Radio Sega, this is the Sega Lounge. Enjoy some more Saber Rider music. some blast processing to your day. This is Radio Sega.
the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega with just with some Sega Radio music. Uh, welcome back, Chris. Hi, I'm still here. <laughs> awesome. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Um, yeah, it's cool. I'm really enjoying myself today. I, I, I love learning more about Silver Rider and, and this game. So let's talk a bit about the game. Um, so obviously you 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 hit your, your Kickstarter goal. So you were asking people for, let's see, about $75,000. And uh, people pledged over 96000 $96,591, 1,072 backers. That's amazing. That's really nice. Um, that sounds great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, so it sounds great, yeah. It sounds great, <laughs> it yeah. It sounds great. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm guessing uh, more money is needed, though, to complete. Yeah, the, the, the problem, uh, I say it sounds great because everybody is looking at, of course, everybody is looking at this big number. Uh -huh. And... Uh, it's true with the, the, the Kickstarter ended with this number, but uh, you know Kickstarter takes uh, takes two weeks and collect the money. Mm -hmm. And uh, during this time, uh, everybody can also can leave the leave the, uh, the project. So you 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 pledging your money, but you you are not uh, uh, after the Kickstarter is finished. You don't need to pay. You can also say, okay, I don't don't want anymore. Mm -hmm. And that way we, we lost basically around about 12,500 US dollars of that. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> so, Whoa, that's too much. So that's too that much. Is a lot of, this is a lot of money. And uh, in theory, we didn't even reach the, the, the first stretch goal because of that. Uh -huh. oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, and we, we funded in dollars, and then uh, after we, we got that, and we have all that's not as much dollars. as euros, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, then 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 we come after everything was uh, was at, uh, um, yeah taken from the from the the, 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 the whole big money. Uh, we had like uh, sixty five thousand euros in the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's quite a quite a lot of music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean the, the fees and everything was calculated, but uh, that we twelve k, this was not calculated. Not. I mean, I knew that there there will be some people who will back out and don't uh, don't pledge yeah. in the end. But I was not expecting this huge number. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I, I I imagine that that's not very good. That's not yeah. a, a nice thing to to see happening. <laughs> yeah, it's not so cool. But yeah, I mean, not so cool. We still try our best. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, when when the Kickstarter was over, you 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 know kept going on developing the game. Uh, by the way, is 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 uh, is it just you, or do you have a bigger team? So in the Kickstarter page, I, you mentioned yes. that several people. Are they still on the project? Uh, this this there has a lot of changes in the team. Um, the, you know, we work with a veteran pixel artist, but uh, in the end, this was not working out very good for us. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to go into much detail. Uh, just I just want to leave it with that mm -hmm. it didn't work out with this guy. We had uh, different opinions about quality and stuff, and yeah. you know. And uh, well, then I I decided not to this guy. And we changed it to somebody else, and this is Hank Nieborg uh, for the background uh, graphics, for example. He's very well known 
uh, worked on games like Contra 4 mm. and all the other games. So, yeah, I mean, and you can see the graphic in the demo. It's uh, top. It's uh, professional work. Top it's very notch. great. And yeah. yeah, and I'm very happy to have Hank on board. So we also have uh, other uh, freelance artists uh, working for us. Um, I think one one of them was also working on Pure Solar. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, yeah, then you have Guy for Sound, and uh, the, the programming is handled by uh, Two Dream. Um, I don't know if you know them, but uh, they worked with uh, Watermelon for some time, but they do their own now and they have their own engine or framework. It's mm -hmm. called uh, the Dreamer engine. and. This is what we're uh, using for Saber Rider. It's uh, very cool yeah. um, because it allows us to bring the game on Dreamcast and also other platforms like PC, uh, Xbox, PlayStation 4, uh, which will be possible soon. 3DS is already possible. So uh, this is a real great framework. They do also the coding work on the game itself. So, okay. And it works very well, and I'm very happy to work with them. Awesome. So now that you've mentioned that, so um, why the Dreamcast, by the way? Why the Dreamcast? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a huge Nintendo fan, and the, the original idea was always to bring Saber Rider to a Nintendo system. When I did my real first idea was the Game Boy Advance or Nintendo DS. So. But uh, this was 2005, something like that. But uh, nobody wanted to have 2D at this time. They all all wanted 3D, some sort of, or very casual games. Mm -hmm. So it was not the time for Saber Rider. And uh, later, when the 3DS came, um, I came up with, I brought back my Saber Rider idea. And uh, at this time, I okay, let's do it in 3D. <laughs> so um, yeah, but. And so now, now we, we are back at 2D, and it is it was a good decision to do it uh, into uh, in 2D in the end because we have uh, all the nice material for it. And uh, when uh, when we did when we did the, the Kickstarter, uh, the, the original plan was to do the game for Nintendo 3DS mm -hmm. and for um, PC. Yes, for PC. Yeah, and. Uh, but the problem is that uh, during uh, and we had we had stretch goals and the stretch goal one of the stretch goals was Dreamcast version because I knew that a lot of people liked Dreamcast mm -hmm. and uh, uh, it this was uh, I knew it is a potential good project for the Dreamcast and the Dreamcast can handle it quite easily. Uh, but it was a stretch goal. So the problem is, uh, or was the Kickstarter was not starting very well because we had only Nintendo 3DS and the PC and the 3DS. Uh, for 3DS, it's not possible to uh, release a physical release. I mean, not for us. You need to still need a publisher for that. Uh -huh. You know, publishers are. It's not easy to come by. So uh, that's why we offered the Saber Rider only as a digital download, and I tried to make it up with uh, some nice. Uh, um, uh, merchandise, rewards, uh, yeah, merchandise and rewards. But uh, people always ask me uh, why is there no physical release for 3ds and so on. So um, after 
like one or two weeks into the, 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 the campaign on Kickstarter, I received a lot of messages from people and asking why not uh, making Dreamcast directly and uh, why you have it as a, just as a stretch goal. And uh, I realized that so many people are asking for Dreamcast um, that probably makes sense to change something on the campaign. Mm -hmm. And uh, we sat together and uh, thought about, and yeah, well, that was when I decided then to include the Dreamcast version as, as a main goal. And from that point on, the campaign was running very well. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I mean, it, it's no lie, the Dreamcast basically was, the Dreamcast version basically was, uh, the reason why this Kickstarter worked out in the end. Without the Dreamcast, I think it would not happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know, the, the Dreamcast has seen a lot of, uh, um, you know, releases of indie game releases recently. And it's long yes. dead. It's been long dead, but it still know, has a Dreamcast, lot of great games. It, it, yeah, the Dreamcast was, uh, died too fast. Uh -huh. Much too fast. It mm -hmm. was, a, it was, a, I mean, even as I was, a, I'm a big Nintendo fan, but even I was uh, playing in this, was in a store and playing Dreamcast and I liked it and I, I want to buy it, but uh, back then uh, I, I didn't have a job. I was like 17 or something like that and uh, yeah, couldn't afford it. So at that time and when I was working at Nintendo we had a back office and in this back office we had a TV set up with uh, with uh, Dreamcast and we played uh, <laughs> Soul Calibur the whole time <laughs> you know we, 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 the, our our office was always, always quite empty and uh, you had some noise coming from the back office the back office was full of people and two other people were fighting um, uh, um, so Calibur, it was it was huge fun, you know. <laughs> that's 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 a great story. <laughs> awesome. I really like it. And then every time you know came uh, super wise. Where are the guys? <laughs> Boom! The door opens and what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> At some point, they, everyone's yeah. playing and and people are playing the Dreamcast, not yeah, a Nintendo console. A... What's happening here? Yeah. yeah. At some point, uh, you know, it was not to play during working hours. <laughs> uh, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. Okay, so the Dreamcast, obviously. Um, so at this point, by the way, people can actually try the game, right? So um, people can actually yeah. download the demo of Saber yeah, Rider and the, the Star Shares. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's available for which platforms right now, the demo? Uh, it's a one-level demo for Dreamcast, of course, um, for and for PC, um, as, uh, Windows, Mac, mm -hmm. as Mac, Mac OS, and uh, Linux. Mm -hmm. This is uh, these are the four versions you can download. Uh, the Dreamcast version, of course, you need some you need to burn it probably if you want to play it on your uh, Dreamcast, uh, or you can also try it with the emulator. But uh, I, I, I need to warn everybody, I never tried this on any emulator before because I always try on real hardware. Yeah, obviously. So I don't know if it's how it looks on emulator, I don't know. Yeah, it's best to just 
tried to burn the game into a CD. Yeah. And, or maybe maybe you have this uh, GD Emu system where you can play from a, a SD card or something like that. Mm. This is also I, I have one here. It works great, so it's okay. easier to test. You know, I uh, for I cannot burn every build to redo on <laughs> uh, on, on CD because. You would you you need a new Kickstarter so, project to buy CDs <laughs> just to buy CDs. Yeah, you know, I I, I bought this GDE uh, system just for the Saber Rider project, and it's really nice because it's uh, it just uh, changed the, the binary in the, in the folder, and then mm -hmm. we have the new version on, in the system. It's awesome. great, but. When when we have a major major release like the demo version, of course, I burn the CD and make sure everything works also on, mm -hmm. on real disc, you know. Yeah, and uh, the game actually looks really really nice. Um, if yeah, thank you. If you if you people if people can can just download the demo and, and try it, it's, it looks really really nice. Um, so. Where, um, what plot platforms will this be available for? So we have a Dreamcast, PC, right? 3DS as well. Right. Ah, I forgot. Of course, I forgot. The 3DS version is uh, was also a main goal of the Kickstarter, and this is uh, the game is also coming to the 3DS. Um, it's uh, uh, at a later point it will come to the. Uh, PC engine. Uh -huh. um, this version, this version is, is is a little bit different because um, a lot of people think that uh, if we just take the Dreamcast version and port it over somehow to the, the PC engine version, <laughs> this is uh, not working. And um, we we also do do not do this uh, PC engine version uh, ourselves. We're working with the with other bytes. Uh, they did already some cool stuff on the PC engine. Um, Atlantean is one of the games. Mm -hmm. It's a UGOT game. Uh, they know how to handle the, the PC engine and they getting our uh, graphics and uh, all the other assets needed and they will turn it into a PC engine game. Um, so the PC engine version basically will be the a standalone version. It will probably be a little bit differ, different from the Dreamcast version when it's when it's uh, ready. Uh, just because of the limitations, and you know, uh, the Dreamcast version or our main version has a lot of uh, parallax scrolling, for example, in the background. Um, this is not working in this in this extent on the PC engine, so a lot of stuff <laughs> will change to fit it into the system. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, when um, are you planning to uh, have the game ready for release? Any? My plan. My plan is end of uh, uh, quarter, uh, end of uh, Q3, uh, end of September. Basically, mm -hmm. uh, this is what I'm aiming for. Uh, it will be tight, and I try my best, uh, but uh, it, it could happen. <laughs> you, <laughs> Don't you know, give up you know, hope. Uh, no, the thing is, uh, in the past, uh, people asking for a, a specific date, and then you give them a specific, a specific date. And uh, you know, and then it don't it do not work out, and then they start to yeah to complain. Yeah, or, obviously. Uh -huh. uh, you know, I had uh, I had uh, yeah 
some discussions already and you know this is sometimes not very easy so uh, i try to so well, so so 2017 then 2017 yeah, yeah. people this can expect the game what, this is what I'm aiming for. Uh, the problem is uh, during the, the development, I had to stop for several uh, several weeks, uh, almost two months, I think, because of my health. And mm. um, yeah, well, that was not very pleasant. Mm, but, I can uh, imagine and, that. And uh, in, in this time, I was not able to do anything, basically. Um, the, 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 the programming guys, they, they still worked on it, but the problem is they always need my feedback and at this time I was not really able to give mm-hmm. any feedback because I was just, uh, covered my, with my own problems. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, this, this time is basically missing and because all better we have to... Make up uh, for the lost time. Yeah, right. So uh, yeah. this is uh, what we did. and. This was also the reason, basically, why we released this uh, demo version, just uh, to show uh, some cool progress, uh, how it's looking already, and uh, how it works, and so on. And I think um, it uh, worked, and people, they really liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the way, uh, we were talking before we we started recording this interview that uh, the, the Dreamcast version will be published by Watermelon Games, right? So we had Watermelon Games on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and so they're handling, they're handling the, the publishing duties for the Dreamcast version. That is right. They will do the, the Dreamcast version as a PAL, a PAL version with the blue case, mm-hmm. and uh, the, as a US style and also as a Japanese style Dreamcast game. Mm-hmm. This will be the regular version and push uh-huh. it and you you will be able to buy it in their store uh, online. Okay. Watermelon, what's the page? I think, I think it's, it's magicalfactory.com or something. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's it still fresh in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still fresh in my mind. Okay, so um, th- that's awesome. And, and we all know that uh, Watermelon Games are, you know, are, are, oh, no, yeah, are known I mean, for great physical releases. The, the boxes look amazing and everything. So we can yeah, expect I, some quality I, products there. I, 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 I uh, had already uploaded in my hand and they really do a great job. I mean, it's very good quality and nice packaging and it feels original. It's, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's, uh, it's cool that they do it for Sable Rider as well when yeah. it comes to it. And um, yeah. And it'll be great to have the PAL version and the, the US version and the Japanese version as well so you can pick from you can pick the one that looks best uh, alongside the rest of your Dreamcast collection. I mean I, 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 I will be honest I like it Japanese style much uh, much more than for example the PAL versions the blue cases are not my style they're, they're really also, big I, uh, they're really big yeah they are big. I, I don't know I don't know why it needs to be that big and the problem is they were also quite fragile and uh-huh. broke, broke quite easily but um, well if, if somebody wants to have it in the yeah but I, I can imagine I someone that has a, like a, a huge pal collection of games of PS yeah, games I, I, will I, probably I, yeah, like it, one that you know fits right into the, the rest of their games it's so. true yeah, I think that's it. But I, I agree with you. I think the Japanese ones were the best. I think the Japanese style of 
packaging was the best. But uh, yeah, I mean the this uh, battle edition Patriots are also designed in the Japanese style. Style, um, just because I think that the whole uh, the whole thing fits together. You know, it's Japanese oh. anime. It's, it's a retro game in 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 a quite Japanese style to some degree, and you know, it's it's, it's that's why I think uh, the special edition looks quite cool. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about the special edition, by the way. So it's called the Ramrod edition, right? Right. Uh, it's fitting, and it's it's it looks amazing. It looks amazing. So so people can get it. Uh, we'll we'll share the link um, for for where the, the page where people can actually pre-order the special the Ramrod edition of Saber Rider. Uh, it looks really nice. Um, what, uh, apart from the game, what can people get with this uh, special edition? Uh, the the contents of this edition are same like the, uh, the special edition we had for the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is as the reason so- because um, we made this limited edition. For those people who missed the Kickstarter and still want to support us, so mm-hmm. you have uh, the, uh, the Jesse Blue Post wanted poster in it. Um, you have the uh, EDM. Uh, it's, a, it's some kind of badge, you know, mm-hmm. some, some kind of uh, Star Shadows badge. Um, you you get the the game soundtrack on a second CD, so it's two CDs. Mm-hmm. Um, you get uh, you will be named in the Baker credits. Uh, the Baker credits can already be observed in the demo version. Okay. Um, yeah, so this is basically, you basically get the same like in the Kickstarter. It should be fair, you know, I mean, it makes, not, it makes no sense to produce too many side things, you know, it's just too expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. So, so this is a way for people to still uh, help you with development. Uh, while actually getting the game and a, a really great edition of, of the, the game, a special edition of the game. It looks really nice, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, every every support is uh, quite important because, you know, we, we mentioned the, 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 the 12k loss from the Kickstarter, for example, and mm-hmm. um, we also improved our graphics very much. If you compare with the Kickstarter graphics and with the actual demo, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, then you see that it makes a huge quality jump and uh, because we're working just with the best and we want to keep it at that way and so well a little bit more support uh, mm-hmm. will ensure that uh, we can keep the quality up until the game is finished yeah and this time there there people are pledging you know directly to you so no, that's right. No, no handling fees for anything. No, so. that, yeah, that's yes. a, basically <laughs> that's the reason we handled it from our, our own page. And um, yeah, so far it, it's working quite okay. Mm-hmm. Could be a little bit more, but uh, yeah, it, it's fine. <laughs> okay, so people get on it. Uh, you know, yeah. go get the limited edition. So there are 499 copies of the limited edition. Right. And um, uh, we, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, yeah, we, we sell, but uh, on uh, for pre-order uh, only for the moment on our page. Uh, we, we keep hundred for later uh, stuff, and uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you know there are some some things can come up, and here maybe you need here uh, two copies and stuff and mm-hmm. prints, mm-hmm. and you know obviously, just, obviously. So, yeah. 
yeah yeah that makes sense so uh not many many copies will be available so people get on it and check it out uh people can also uh, get the soundtrack the soundtrack to the original series and some ske uh, sketchbook and some art so that's also something nice that people can can get yeah, if, if you have a little bit time uh, or if a few uh, details for the book because mm -hmm. this is quite cool. Um, this art book uh, or sketchbook, I call it sketchbook because uh, we will use, uh, we have here a real sketchbook from Studio Piro uh, containing like 100 pages containing sketches and a lot of information about uh, the, the original anime. Mm -hmm. And this is the material, material we are using for the production in general. I mean, if we, for example, need to know how the car looks from behind or how the ship looks from the side, we look into this book. <laughs> and, um, you know, some some fan uh, loaned it to me, so I have to return it, but uh, <laughs> it's, okay. It's, it's okay that I will make high-quality copies of it and then we will uh, use it and, and create our own uh, art book from that. Mm -hmm. Plus some some artworks and other material from the project. I will also probably include some some material from the um, old 3D version and from uh, some older ideas I have, so that everybody can see uh, how the project developed uh, in time and what uh, what came out at the end. You know. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome! It looks looks amazing as well. So something cool for people. Um, if you if you can't afford this the limited edition or are just waiting for the final game to to arrive, this is something else you can you can buy to to help with development of of the game. Um, so by the way, we we we've talked all, all about you know when the game is coming, where people can play uh, the demo and in the actual game as well, and. Uh, what about the story and types of you know gameplay in in Saber Rider in in the Star Shivers? So is the story related to the the series, the animated series? Is it an original story? The story uh, in general will be based on the show. Mm -hmm. So on the on the on the on, on show, um, you can already see it in the demo version, for example. Mm -hmm. um, you have these horses running. Um, a lot of people think it's it's basically a, a copy from uh, Sunset Riders, but this is not entirely true. <laughs> um, the, it the, it the looks a bit is, like yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like. It, but the, the the thing is, uh, there was a, uh, there was an episode in the show. Um, mm. I think it's number nine or something like that. Um, it's about wild robot horses and uh, the outrider using them for. Uh, crazy things and um, this is what this uh, demo version reflects basically this is uh, the first mission is basically based on two or maybe three uh, episodes of the show mm -hmm. I take this story and combine it a little because it's it's not possible to tell the story of uh, over 50 episodes so I have to uh, make the story up and uh, take elements from this episode and take elements from that episode and uh, creating basically a, 
a story just for the game, but mm -hmm. always based on the show. So if you watch the show at some point or uh, see in the game a lot of things you know already from the show, okay, cool, this is this, or this is this person, and something like that. Mm -hmm. awesome. And um, uh, But it will be made so that you don't need to know the original show. If you just want to play the game, it's fine, because you will still be able to follow everything. So mm -hmm. the game gives you all, everything you need in, in terms of story, and you, you can play it through and know everything you need to know. If you need to want to everything about the show itself, yeah, okay, of course, then you need to watch the show. Just watch the show, yeah. yeah. It's, that's a good project. Just watch the show before the game comes out. Yeah, you know, in the Kickstarter, we, uh, uh, or rather, let's put it that way, in the game, normally, uh, if you, uh, a lot of games do it that you, when you have some set of heroes, uh, they will be somehow uh, introduced in some way. And uh, in Saber Rider, it's in the first episode of the show, it's basically the same. They will be introduced. Everybody, every every hero will be shown with his specials and everything. And then they will meet, and then they will form the the Star Sharers in the end of this first episode. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, I, I didn't want to do that in the game because uh, for some reason it's it's, uh, it's a lot. It involves a lot of text, and you know I wanted to have a game what you can start very fast. It would probably gameplay. a bit boring, right? And um, that uh, that's why I put this very first episode of Sable Ride on the Star Shadows into the Kickstarter as a five euro um, five euro pledge, mm -hmm. so that when you pledge five euros uh, or more, whatever that get the, the first episode so that you know uh, the start of the whole thing and then you can basically start the game yeah without any problems uh -huh. then you know the characters and stuff yeah and so uh, it's easier all the star sheriffs are uh, available as playable characters right so you have all that's right four. all four yeah okay but uh, there will be missions where for example in the Tree, uh, you cannot play with the, with April the girl uh, because of the story. This this will also uh, based on one episode of the show, mm -hmm. and uh, she's needed for something very important at the end. I don't want to spoil anything, and that's why you cannot choose her. And then uh, when can you when you and the characters elected will can uh, say to you, okay, uh, this character is not available for this mission. Okay, so let me let me see if I get this straight. So, uh, in in the beginning of each level, you can pick whatever what character you'll play as, or if you or uh, you can just select your character in the beginning of the game, and you have to play through the whole game with that character. No, I think uh, I uh, choose before every mission. Oh, okay. What you, uh, so, and uh, if this one character is not available because uh, of the game story and so on it will it will tell you and then you have to somebody else and um, mm -hmm. yeah okay so that way everybody has the freedom to, to whatever we what he wants to do when he wants to do you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cool cool sounds cool so um one final question uh, what kind of uh, what types of gameplay can people expect from Saber Rider in the Star Share? so uh 
this is a bit platformer, uh, a bit beat em up as well. What else can uh, people expect? In the demo version, we are showing the hero mode as basically uh, um, uh, contrast style. Mm -hmm. And but this uh, would be all. Yeah, you play with the uh, vehicles of the, the star sheriff. Every star sheriff has his own vehicle. Uh, the fireball has his car. Mm -hmm. The red fury turbo um, saber rider has the horse. Yeah, uh, it's called Steed. Uh, Colt has his uh, glider, the Bronco Buster, and uh, April has also a horse, uh, it's called Nova. This was an uh, invention by the US, uh, by US guys back then, but uh, we were also included in our game because it will work and fit. And um, this, uh, this vehicle mode will be presented in Mode 7 style graphics. Mm. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, a, a, a little bit similar to Space Harrier, but yeah. a, a little bit more fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is a Dreamcast game, right? So, yeah. So it's it, it has to be a bit fancier. Yeah. Okay. So so there's there's a lot of different gameplay styles as well, so people yes, can uh, enjoy. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. But the end boss mode is also mode seven. But in this, uh, you basically, uh, this is first person, and you need to imagine that you sit in the head of this big robot, mm -hmm. what you see, for example, on this uh, limited edition, this is the robot you play. Uh, you sit in the head and you, you look out uh, of, of it, and uh, you have to fight um, an, an enemy robot. Um, okay. You can... It's, it's you can it's similar to uh, Gunball Goemon Impact Stage if you know that Super Nintendo for example or Nintendo 64 or uh, Virtual Boy Tilero Box or something like so that. So it's like a, a first-person uh, mech fighter mode. Uh, right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay, okay, makes sense, makes sense. And so you you can take uh, advantage of all characters and all different you know all the robots all the vehicles in, in this show so that's great for fans i think yeah i try to in, include as possible without making it too much you know i, I try <laughs> yeah. to choose and uh, i think it's important to have the vehicles and also mm -hmm. the robot mm -hmm. because yeah, uh, the definitely. robot the the, the 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 transformation sequence when the robot, uh, when the chip changes to the robot, is uh, very, very important. It was always a highlight of the show itself, uh -huh. so it has to be the game, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay, so uh, Chris, it's it's been great uh, to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming. Is there anything you'd like to add for people, you know, that are just now learning about this game or for longtime fans of Saber Rider? Anything else that you'd like to add? Um, it, did I mention that we will also try to bring it to PlayStation 4 and maybe Switch? That's that's actually very good, very good. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> this is something uh, many people ask for a PC, uh, a PS4 version, and mm -hmm. I can understand why because it also fits to that system like quite well. And uh, if you if you remember uh, White Guns from. It mm -hmm. was released not so long ago. Also, very great game. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation Four is definitely possible, and um, maybe we have something 
very soon about that. Um, we also work on uh, getting the game on on on, on um, NX. No, no, Switch. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> NX. Uh, on, yeah. on Switch, yeah. Uh, the, the system is great, and uh, I hope to have my own system quite soon, <laughs> and, uh, so that I can play Sable right on it. <laughs> awesome! Uh, but uh, I'm sold. I'm I'm already sold. Yeah, the thing is, uh, that every project you want to do on the Switch uh, needs to be approved by Nintendo right yeah. now. Maybe that will change in the future, but uh, right now you have to show it Nintendo and then blah mm -hmm. blah blah. So we need to see how that turns out, and maybe we can do Saber Rider also for Switch. Mm -hmm. um, when that happens, we will of course announce it. And yeah, and to everybody else, um, yeah, I want to say thank you to all the people who supported us so far. Because uh, without you guys, uh, this project would not have been possible. And. Um, yeah, the game is not finished yet, but we do our best uh, to deliver a very cool game mm -hmm. so that uh, every fan of Saber Rider and every fan of video games in general and Dreamcast fans uh, will have a very cool game in, in their hands. And uh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And so people it's, can, can uh, get more news and get updates on, on the game. Uh, by going to the website, right? So saberridergame.com. This is right. We have, I, I mean, you can basically every social platform. We have Twitter. Um, you can come to Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, we have a very big page with uh, like uh, thirty-six thousand fans. This is basically the, the main Saber Rider site mm -hmm. I, I'm running. Um, then we have a, a smaller group on Facebook for just the development, uh, also quite a lot of people already there. Mm -hmm. um, you can check on, uh, on saberwritergame.com and you can also of course check the, dream, uh, the, the Kickstarter of course, um, the updates and uh, the, the comment section can also be a source for news mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes. Um, yeah, YouTube, or we have also a YouTube channel that uh, <laughs> post and put quite uh, some stuff on it. So, yeah, I think there are many pages. Steam many ways. Greenlight, for example, yeah, many ways. Uh, Steam Greenlight, for example, uh, the game is uh, on Steam already greenlit. This is cool, but uh, you can also read about the game here if you want. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. So we'll share these links with you guys uh, on the podcast uh, uh, details of, of, of this episode of the Sega Lounge. So uh, feel free to check it out. Also, uh, stay tuned to Radio Sega for more news on Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs. We'll be, we'll be sure to keep you updated with uh, the latest news on, on the game. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the Sega Lounge. It's it's been a blast. It's been really nice to, to yeah, meet you. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, thank you cool. so much. About everything. Thank you, man. Yeah, and I hope you you can come back soon when the game is finished, and we can uh, talk a bit more about the the, the game, and uh, maybe we can invite some of the fans to to share their Thanks. thoughts on <laughs> on Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs. Okay. Maybe some future projects and stuff. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, I won't ask I you about that now, it. but I, I'm excited to see what you're uh, planning on doing afterwards. 
Yeah, first I need to finish Saber Rider. Exactly. This, uh, <laughs> this game is really, I mean, it's, it's very intense on, on, on me and my health thing. I mean, a lot of people don't know how much stress a video game development can be. Mm -hmm. and you have to deal with so many stuff and people and uh, then you want to make it good. And especially if you have a, a IP like Saber Rider, you know, yeah. uh, it needs to be everything needs to be good as possible and fitting as possible and then you have a lot of fans and you can piss them off very easily you know this uh, <laughs> you know I, I really need to finish this first and then I can think about something that I think everyone uh, realized today is that the, the, the Saber Rider IP is in the, the right hands you know so if anyone can uh, deliver a good a good game is is you because you're a very good a very big fan of of the original animated series so that's really awesome to know Chris thank you so much uh, we'll you, play some yeah. more music from the original uh, animated series for people to enjoy and uh, we'll be right back with more uh, memories with the memories of Sega this week the this week's edition of memories of Sega that's what I mean and we'll be right back with the after hour segment of the Sega Lounge you're listening to Radio Sega stay tuned different guest, Sega Music, news, and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. From the 90s to the present, take a trip back in time with A Winner Was You, as he looks back at the Sega games that defined his life. Memories of Sega. Released for the Mega Drive in 1991, Duel Master is a fantasy platformer with a unique gimmick, the ability to combine various magic rings in order to gain new attacks and skills. This, along with a great soundtrack, helped make an otherwise mediocre game stand out a bit more. The rings are all based on the elements of fire, water, wind and earth, and you start out with the basic fire and water rings. As you progress through the game, you gain the other two elements, as well as stronger variations of the rings. They can be equipped on a status screen, and you can have two on each hand for a total of two attacks, one used with the A button and the other using the B button. As well as attacks, the rings can also give you passive abilities, like increased speed and a double jump. There are, all, there are quite a few combination of rings available, but the best one becomes available when you get all the rings and equip the strongest ones. This gives you a sword with a nice projectile attack. 
The game takes place over five levels, each with a few bosses including the obligatory end of level one. These guys can be quite tough and will require a good amount of strategy and the right weapons to beat. This was yet another one of those games I first saw in issue 4 of Sega Pro Magazine. This one was in a tip section and there were some tips on how to beat the bosses. No screenshots of the game though, so I had no idea what it looked like. I wasn't particularly fussed by it anyway, so it passed me by. A few years later, I found the game uh, as a pre-owned form, while looking for something to buy in my Christmas money. While this wasn't a game I massively wanted, I could afford it, so I thought I'd at least give it a try. So I bought the game, took it home and booted it up. And right off the bat, I was struck by the excellent music on the first level. It's a tune that's always remained with me to this day, and I'd even go so far as to say it's one of my favourite tracks on the Mega Drive. Don't take my word for it though, you'll hear it after this segment. Though that track is the highlight, the rest of the soundtrack is also very good. That aside though, the game didn't really grip me that much. It wasn't bad, just not terribly interesting. Having said that, I still decided to try and get through to the end, which is no mean feat as the game is pretty hard. You only get one life and a few continues, so it took me a fair while to get to the end. And even when I did, I found myself unable to beat the final boss. I just didn't know how to attack him couldn't even tell if I was doing any damage, and I managed to get killed every time, so I eventually gave up. In all honesty, I have since picked up the game a second time, but I've yet to play it again. I do intend to at some point, see if I can give it another chance, and maybe even beat it this time. Someday, someday. Ultimately, Dual Master isn't a game I'd really recommend, though it does have its fans, so maybe you might enjoy it more than I did. It's at least worth checking out the music, and the Ring Powers are quite a nice addition, and you most likely won't beat it in one night either. Check it out if you want, but there are better examples of a genre on the Mega Drive. Memories of Sega
with the After Hours segment of the Sega Lounge. I hope you enjoyed the rest of the show we had. I had a really great time with Chris uh, chatting about uh, Saber Rider and the Saber Rider game. So be sure to check out the demo today if you can. Um, it's available for the Dreamcast, for PC. So we'll share the links on the podcast description for those listening for uh, to the podcast version of the show. Um, and also, you know, be sure to check out the website and their social media to get up to date with all Silver Rider game news. That being said, um, it's time for us to, to go for the week, but I want to just mention a couple of things before we do. So one of the things that I wanted to mention uh, is, you know, an announcement of an announcement, <laughs> uh, not from us, but from our friends, um, the organizers of the Sonic and Sega Fan Jam. So uh, especially from Cory Maru, from Patrick. Um, so I know... Um, because he told me that tomorrow, tomorrow, sometime tomorrow, May 26th, they will be uh, announcing some cool stuff about uh, Sonic and Sega Fan Jam. So if you're uh, a fan of the Fan Jam, <laughs> uh, it'll be happening this year in November. Uh, I'm not sure if they've announced the, the exact date yet, so I don't want to spoil it for them. Uh, but it's in November in Savannah, Georgia, as per usual. And they will be announcing some awesome guests and some uh, stuff that will, you know, happen during the convention, the fan convention. So uh, be sure to check out uh, their social media tomorrow because, uh, you know, not only Sonic and Sega Fan Jam, but also Sega Bits, they will be talking about new stuff for this year's convention. So be sure to check them out tomorrow, May 26th. Also, other things that I would like to talk about. Um, so we have other live shows apart from the Sega Lounge. Thank God for that. Uh, <laughs> and you can check them out at radiose.ga slash shows, radiose.ga slash shows. A quick update on Radio Sega Sunday Funday. It will be coming back in around mid-June, so we'll be removing it from our um, show's schedule for now. And is busy with some uh, other stuff, but we will uh, be having Andy back on Radio Sega Airwaves in mid-June, around mid-June, with more new episodes of Radio Sega's Sunday Fun Day. Next live show is obviously the Topical Resort, which is back uh, tomorrow after a one-week break with Viper, to, so tomorrow 7pm UK or Western Europe time, uh, followed by Sega Mixer Drive with Rexy at 9pm. So those are the next uh, two next live shows on Radio Sega. Uh, it's been a blast to uh, you know host this week's episode of the Sega Lounge. We'll be back next week with something new. Um, we can't really tell you what it is right now but uh, stay tuned next week another episode of the Sega Lounge uh, with myself and who knows maybe a co-host who knows what'll happen next week I don't even know yet so stay tuned to Radio Sega uh, and our Twitter uh, Facebook and Discord channel as well it's been fun thank you for listening don't forget to check out radiose.g/shows for the other live show schedules and I'll be back next week 
I'll leave you with yet another track from the Saber Rider and the Star Sheriff's soundtrack. It's been really fun to play these tracks this week. Uh, so, you know, thank you for listening. I'll be back next week. Enjoy yourselves. Bye-bye. <laughs> the show check out the full radio sega live schedule at radio forward slash shows radio sega playing the best sega music 24 7